Welcome, everyone. This is Mardiac Market Update. I'm Mark Mardiak. I'm a senior wealth strategist with Premier Wealth Advisors in New York City and a registered representative with First Allied Securities Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Thank you for joining me in my inaugural podcast. This show will explore topics ranging from market updates to the global economy and personal finance. Money is knowledge, and I understand life happens, and this program will help you navigate your relationship with money with timely guidance and a unique perspective. Let's talk about the upcoming Super Bowl this Sunday. I thought I'd bring up two very important areas that are relevant and yet fun. One has to do with a recent op-ed article by Frank Bruni in the New York Times. The title of the article was The Existential Hell of This Year's Super Bowl. You know, as purveyors of commentary tend to find multitudes in the teeniest speck and mirrors of the zeitgeist, wherever we turn, there's always something that can be uncovered when you look at a game like this between these two teams and these two cities that back these teams. The Patriots perfectly embody our income inequality era, as Frank Bruni suggests, and the tax reform that President Trump recently signed. The Patriots and their good fortune begets more good fortune. They shamelessly hoard glory, and there's frequently a whiff of cheating in their success. Spygate, Deflategate, controversies surrounding both of those incidents that occurred, the suspension of Tom Brady. Shockingly, Frank Bruni suggests that they're Trump's team. The Patriots, really? Trump's team? Replacing America's team? The Dallas Cowboys? Well, one certainly can't argue with their success. However, it makes no geographic sense. The zip codes of President Trump's primary real estate assets suggest an allegiance to the New York Giants, the Jets, or maybe even the Miami Dolphins. In quarterback Tom Brady, President Trump sees a younger, less quizzically coiffed version of himself, complete with a foreign-born model for a wife. President Trump roots for the Patriots, and it would seem that the Patriots root for him. Well, at least some of them do. Others refuse to visit him when they won their last Super Bowl afterwards at his invitation. And during the 2016 campaign, Patriots owner Bob Kraft attested to Trump's fine character, while Patriots coach Bill Belichick wrote privately to Trump to congratulate him for his perseverance, telling him in quotes, your leadership is amazing. How do we know that? Well, Trump at the time during his campaign demonstrated his gratitude and of course his humility by publicly reading the letter from Coach Belichick at a rally in New Hampshire. Titans stick together. It's a fact. Bob Kraft, President Trump, and others, they fundraise for each other. 
They commit to each other's charities. They make donations. They join causes together. I get that. It happens. We all have to help each other, and the rich help the rich. The Patriots have already played in more Super Bowls than any other team. This will be their ninth Super Bowl. And they'll tie the Pittsburgh Steelers if they win against the Eagles on Sunday with the most victories at six. Football, like Trumpism, likes to believe that it's about working class folks in the heartland. After all, that's what President Trump campaigned on with tax cuts and continued campaign directives that suggest that he was all about the working class. But this year's Super Bowl, like the Trump administration, bows to the Acela Corridor. Corridor is, is exactly what Frank Bruni suggested. It nearly brought together two teams from very underexposed cities, Jacksonville and Minneapolis. Instead, we're getting two teams from celebrated theaters of history in the Northeast. Well, so much for the little guy. It's weirdly fitting, Frank Bruni suggests, that some of the loudest football buzz this season focused on an often injured former player, by the way, from America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and in particular, Tony Romo, and his accomplishments off the field with Jim Nance for CBS. Tony Romo retired from the Dallas Cowboys, went to work as a football announcer, and developed a reputation of being able to dissect and deconstruct the plays from scrimmage, especially on the offensive side. And he eventually found his destiny. But even his gifted gab couldn't prevent the sport from continuing to lose television viewers. The Super Bowl will still be a ratings bonanza on Sunday. It always is. But beneath all of the bravado and uh, hoopla and hype, there will be little real uplift and nothing new. So I'm not sure that the little guy wins. We get to watch it. We get to entertain. We get to party. And we have fun. But... It's a very different picture for the little guy and the folks that can't afford to buy the tickets nor make large bets on their team that they want to win. And it's very similar to the same situation where captains and titans of industry are the only ones that can contribute to their favorite political party as well as each other's charities, and golf outings, and so forth. Moving on to the second topic today, which I also thought was relevant, the Super Bowl indicator. It's an indicator that's based on the belief that a Super Bowl win for a team from the American Football Conference, AFC, foretells a decline in the stock market for the coming year. And a win for, the, for a team from the National Football Conference or the, or the old National Football League, NFL, before the merger of the NFL and American Football League, AFL, in 1966, means that the stock market will be up for the year. So let me break it down uh, 
and and suggest that if, according to the Super Bowl indicator, that if the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl, there will be a decline in the stock market. If the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl, we'll have a sustained bull market rally for the rest of the year. So, though historically speaking, the Super Bowl indicator boasts an 80% accuracy rate. Remember the old maxim, correlation doesn't imply causation. As an investor, don't count on the winner of the Super Bowl having a high correlation with the performance of the stock market this year. In 2008, despite the New York Giants and NFC conference champion and Super Bowl representative, despite them winning the Super Bowl, which would indicate a bull market, the stock market suffered one of the largest downturns since the Great Depression. Though the indicator is an interesting take on predicting the stock market, by no means should the correlation dictate an individual's portfolio construction. For that, you would choose me to be your financial advisor. In any event, I hope you enjoyed our debut podcast. I enjoyed bringing it to you. I thought both topics were timely, considering the Super Bowls on Sunday. And I look forward to you joining me each and every week. And I hope we have fun together. And I welcome your suggestions, questions, and feedback. You're welcome to go to my website, markmartiak.com. And by all means, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have fun with your friends and family. And I'll see you soon. Thank you.